Blog Talk Radio. And good day, everybody. This is Ed the Pagan on Pagan World Radio. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about the power of the witch. So I'm going to catch, I want to catch your attention right away. What do we mean by the power of the witch? Let me define the witch as the magician, as the magic user, as the woman who knows so much, the shaman who knows anything, the outsider. In our society, predominantly female, though not completely, and that's kind of changing today, uh, but historically, cunning men, cunning women, oh, there are names after names after names for them. But these are people who are in tune with the natural world enough through various means, including herbalism, medicinals, is commonly referred to spell work. Um, in times of Rome, they actually made charms. They sold them just the way we do today. Uh, there is so much about it. The shaman, uh, the people who go out and gather herbs. I mean, a lot of it is around nature and herbs and talking with animals. And today we're now finding out a lot of these so-called powers that people used to like make fun of are becoming scientifically proven to be true. The premises on which the witch lived were true. Um, like witches living in the deep forest. Let's talk about that. People who live in the deep forest have a different life. They're more symbiotic. And they're more having to live within nature because nature is on top of them. They have to be more accommodating. Very different from living in the concrete jungles of the city that we live in. We have to try to bring in more nature there. Nature, you have to find a symbolic because nature will kill you under the right circumstances. People don't realize it, but it will. Snake bites, bug bites, eating the wrong food. You know, the, the whole history of mushrooms must be crazy. This one tastes like meat. This one tastes like, you know, uh, something like oysters. This one killed them. This one will send you on a trip for a week for God. It must have been quite a thing. And today we're talking a lot about mycelium connections and networks. And how they integrate with the ground and the earth and the communication. And the mushrooms that we eat are just the reproductive organs that have emerged to allow us to share in their pleasure. But the being is very large. The the mass that they come from is very, very large and very, very old in time. Some of the oldest creatures on earth. And the mushrooms and how they communicate with us is through these these pieces of of their knowledge of their world to us and so witches are able to tap into it the shaman is able to tap into it the magician the hunter of experiences uh so i don't think all witches are like you know spooky and that i think some of them are, are crazy people i for those of you who have watched umbrella academy i've watched them deep into the third season now Finally, but um, Klaus is, is for me the witch of the of the group. Klaus is this uh, medium. Um, no spoilers. He's a medium. He's a psychic. He's able to see the dead and deal with it. And he's fairly traumatized. But he uh, he is basically a medium, and he works with the living and the dead. And and it, you know, of course, he's a wild partier, like extremely big partier. And unapologetic for the biggest part. So we got that type of crazy impression. We've got the severe ideology of the witch. But the witch ideology has been changing. 
Coming up, which college this year? We're going to do an introduction to which culture. And it's going to be the most dynamic, and I think it's going to be one of the most complete looks at which culture for a beginner that we've ever ever put together. I'm very excited about it. Um, we'll be talking more of that, but that's on January 11th, uh, 2020, 24, depending on when you're listening to this. But one of the things you see the witch, now we've seen the fun witch. Sabrina, the teenage witch, has gone three derivatives that we've seen in their in pop culture. The original Serena, you know, the teenage witch, she was the bad girl, like in bad like a bad boy, like a motorcycle guy. He she was a bit tasty, bit taboo in the Archie comics. You know, she was that little bit of different. She was different. And didn't come out to become as strong, you know, witching and everything else was something that that she kept hidden for the biggest part. In her first TV with uh, Melinda Hart is that she became a teenager with all the different purposes, all the different problems, but she had these incredible powers that she couldn't seem to get quite right. In the third derivative, we see uh, uh, you know, Serena uh, is now in this third version that just recently came out, was dealing with powers of the devil and the darkest. And eventually her whole cover went from Satan to Hecate. That's a very interesting piece. I'm not going to, you know, sorry, she says spoilers, but if you haven't seen it by now, but it is. And then she emerged with this much darker, darker image. And we see each one of these reflected in our society. Then you had uh, Harry Potter, you get others. But in these three derivatives, you see really the three main conjunctures of the witch in our society now. You see the very light-hearted uh, sort of secret bad girl, uh, goth girl. We see that as still a big part of our culture, and we do practice that. But we have a lot of people who love that aesthetic, that who who do those practices. Um, you see the teenage, the, the the most current one, and I think uh, lots of our witches today are Serena of the Melissa Hart era, of the teen, of the TV era, of the you know weekly series era. Uh, I think a lot of the witches. Derive, want to derive in those. And then you have, of course, the Dark Witch, the Satanic Witch, and you see the rise of that as well. So we, we see these rises. We see the rise inside TikTok. So these are kind of emerging cultures. But there's one more culture of witches, of course, is the Snow White Witch, the Evil Queen, the one who, who poisons, who is beautiful. You know, she's so beautiful. They're all, the queens are always so more beautiful. And people have pointed out they're more beautiful than, than, the, than the ones who are behind them but because they know something. Witches believe they age, they get more beautiful as they age. And, they, and a lot of the stories where the child is more beautiful than they because they're full of youth, they're full of vigor. It's not that they're actually more beautiful, um, but their potential's still there. And uh, the old witch doesn't want to be challenged. And you know, that's true of a lot of our witches in our gate community, gatekeeping community. Um so you have this. You have the witches becoming a part of culture. Now you have the witches in the, are the resistance. Uh, Matt R. and a number of others are basically have talked about the witches of being political. Yeah, we're witches. And, and some of them are using a you know, set of a B. But some of what they do mean is that we're taking back our power. So the power of the witch is definitely derived into that context of having some sort of ability behind them. In all of these cases, what it is is that 
when young women, especially young women, first find out about witches, they're found out that these are women with their own power, their own authority. They're, they're, they're disliked because nobody made them powerful. They made themselves powerful or they derived it from other sources of nature. They didn't derive their powers from man-made structures or the structures of the patriarchy or their parents. And, and, and they, you know, this is sinful. This is difficult. But, you know, but it's dangerous and scary. You know, if somebody, I'll give you one thing. If you ever want to show how scary a witch is, and so it says, oh, I don't believe in the power of magic or that, ask him for a hair. That's it. And you will see somebody step back and show their unintentional bias. Mention you're going to cast a spell or talk about, ooh, they have those fingernails. I would love to, you know, you put them in, in one of my dolls. People will become suddenly very protective of their ideas, but they wouldn't necessarily be protective. Uh, a friend of mine, Marianne, uh, mentions all the time, he says, you know, I would think witches, if they truly believed on all their magic, would be a lot more careful with their hair, you know, with their fingernails and things like that. And I thought about that. They would be more, you know, if they were seeing that magic being more used. So it is the belief in the magic, the belief that it's possible to exist, um, that makes witches so powerful. And that is also their fatal flaw. If somebody doesn't believe in their magic, it doesn't seem to, they don't see how to affect, or it doesn't create a power. But there are a lot of things we're learning that are real witches' powers. Neurolinguistic programming. Let me tell you the power of words. Words, 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 words are everything. And we're finding out that words can hypnotize. They can direct you. They can program you. Sound can actually change your genetics. Yes, sound can turn off and on certain genetics for discovery. Oh, yeah. It has a lot to say about all our old drumming circles. They found out that you know, bass and long wave things get carried out farther versus a lot of music with shorter range. And those, they believe, when the people were drumming was being heard. And the mycelium, they've discovered, reacts to beat deep bass drumming. Well. It carries a sound wave. And so you have that concept. You have that ideology. You have this sort of ideology of mycelium. The thinking innate nature, a part of life, is suddenly there and deriving things and functioning things and creating things and creating these sort of long-term impressions that they hold. And they say that areas that have these drummings, it could have been enough just to begin allowing this, these animals, these plants, these fungi, which are different, to communicate and to share that joy and to make the land more prosperous. You know, you talk about the, the woman or the child or the elder who talks to the crows. Oh, we now know crows. Recently, we've discovered they have recursive parts of their memories. They can derive things. They can remember things really great. And we're finding out more and more they have a language. In fact, a lot of animals have a language, more language than we want to give them credit for. But this is something in our stories. So the real power of the witch, the real power of the witch, is the idea created around the idea that they have powers with nature, that they have the ability to do things. And so the parts of the witch story that we're doing is that they have power. 
that we don't understand and, and with nature. And they can look into you and discover things. I'm going to leave you with one more thought about the power of the witch. So this power of the witch, which, how can you use it? Derive it? Do magic. Do magic every day. Just practice your magic. The more you practice your magic, the more you're going to see the change. Uh, light the candles, or do your prayers, do whatever you need to do magic, and, and do magic for and against other people. Let me be honest with you. Do your magic daily if you and try to use it to change and alter your reality. Because the more you do that, the more you'll have a personal power. So I'm going to give you the last image of the witch that's going to come out. One that I have lived with for so long. The one I find most beautiful. The Bene Gesserit of Dune. It took me a long time to learn how to pronounce it. And uh, the idea that they derive such power from control of their body, their voices, and of the minds. And that they, they slowly but surely trying to create humanity towards a better future. But that is through control of the body, by control of their voices, by utilizing forces within themselves like martial artists. There's an aspect of the martial artist in, in, in the witch, you know, driving and learning. So that ideology of the Ben Gesserit is going to become yet another model of witches. And again, you're seeing women independence, women strength, women empowerment. You know, while men are involved with this, it really is important to understand that the power of the witch is much more in the empowerment of women. She's the courtesan, you know, that you know, threatens, you know, the courtesan who is in control of her own pleasure, to the virgin who protects herself and will be, you know, nothing, to the crone who knows all all things, to the matron who can control her behaviors in certain ways to help rise a family. There are all these different concepts of the witch. So the power of the witch, in the end, is that they, they control stereotypes and energies that can be activated in the imagination, that lie in the imagination from all of these cultural stereotypes and, and visions and stories and all that to derive into a program. So the real power of the witch is to get into the program, get into their imagination, and let them imagine who you are. Once they imagine who you are, then you have a lot more fun. So go out there and grab their imagination. And with that, I think it is a great time to remind you which college is coming is coming soon. And uh, January 11th, we're going to have a witch star course. We're going to talk more. Uh, do more books and things like that, but come become part of the Pagan uh, Radio Network. Pagan World, Pagan.World. That's right, just Pagan.World. Put it in your browser, see where it takes you. Blessed be.